0: Welcome to Mitchell Hollow Mission Church Online. Thanks for joining us today. The message you are about to hear is from one of our 11 a.m. services. We are journeying through the entire Bible this year and encourage you to join with us over this next year reading through the one-year Bible plan. We hope the message you are about to enjoy helps you to experience the fact that God is real and that you are loved. So we are going to um, break the uh, routine that we've had uh, going of having messages and things uh, centered around the, the, the reading from the previous week. If you've been joining us, go and read through the Bible in a year. Um, we're following the one-year Bible plan. And if you've been joining with us, it's been some exciting things. And if you did today's reading... Um, before you came here, you heard about Talking Donkeys. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you'll definitely want to read today's reading. Um, it's one of my favorite passages. And um, it's just exciting you know, talking about Talking Donkeys. Which some of you might associate with me. But hey, you're here, so it's great. Um, but we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. And, and continuing this... Reminding us of the basic truths that we have staked our life upon. That as followers of Jesus Christ, we believe these things. And not only do we believe these things, but we believe them in our hearts to the point where they affect the reality outside of our own mind. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said it this way. If our beliefs do not affect the reality outside of our own minds, they're meaningless. They're useless. That's why it's so important for them to not only for us to believe and to understand with our head, but also our hearts. Because when things permeate our hearts, when they we have the eyes and ears of our hearts open and receiving His Word, receiving His truth, experiencing His life and His light, we can't help but have it affect the reality outside of our own minds. We can't help... But live it. We can't help but be contagious. As a fireman, you know, we are learning quickly learning that a fire doubles in size every 30 seconds now. It used to be every 60 seconds. We used to have time to respond, but now fires, because of the different fabrics and materials and things, they spread so quickly. Again, a reflection, a metaphor for the truth truth and the light and the life of jesus christ can spread just as quickly if we live it we're going to be in matthew 8 and um it's interesting one of the one of uh, uh my friends from this group this tribe we call ourselves the tribe of wild hearts um they, uh, one of the guys was texting this morning and kind of sending messages out to us as a group. And, and one of the things he's pointing out was that the, one of the terms, the meanings of Corona is, is crown. And with this virus, and he's pointing out that the, the, the enemy is trying to crown the spirit of death as king, as a false king over this world again. Trying to reclaim what he lost when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Three days after being crucified. Trying to claim the throne as Absalom did. Back in the Old Testament days. From his father, the true king, David. And so praying against that. Praying over that. And, and just a, an incredible insight of looking at that. As we pray, as we believe, as we claim to believe in Jesus Christ. We are declaring him as king. The rightful king over the world. The rightful king of kings and lord of lords. But sometimes those can be simply words on a page when we're faced with the reality around us. Of empty shelves in the grocery stores. Of social media exploding with panic and hysteria. The news being consumed by this virus that is going around, that, that is, is surrounding the world. And so what, what, ha- what tends to happen is, is we can read these things, we can see this, we can read it, yeah I believe it. But what do I do when the world around me is focused all on this and, and it, we start to get swayed back and forth. We start to succumb to the fear, the anxiety that we are experiencing around us because it's so vivid and so real. We've got to remember what Matthew records in his account of the gospel of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 8, starting in verse 23. As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly a violent storm arose on the sea. So that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus kept sleeping. So the disciples came and woke saying. Lord save us. We're going to die. Sounds familiar. Right? Like everywhere on social media. Everywhere on the news. Everybody you talk to in the aisles of Walmart. That are empty. Of meat, of produce and toilet paper. We are going to die. And he said to him, "To them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. How many of you are familiar with that story? Raise your hand. Look around. Most all of us are familiar with that story. Most of us have heard that story. Most of us, some of you, if you're old enough, you remember the flannel graphs. For those of you who don't know what flannel graphs are, they're predecessor to the overhead projector, which is sitting over there on the, the um, table, which is the predecessor to what we have now, PowerPoint. It was old school PowerPoint. It was, it, it was a piece of flannel over a hard piece of wooden board or, or something, and you would stick these other pieces of flannel in shapes of people and, and drawings and things that would stick on there. And it was so cool. And then, when your teacher was, if you had an excellent Sunday school teacher, they would actually move the people like they were walking in and then stick them. It was great! But so often times when we become familiar with a story like that, it tends to stay stuck. It tends to stay on the pages of our Bibles. It tends to stay on the images of the flannel graph or the overhead projector or even the projecting strip, the, on the projector screen. Things have a tendency to stick and stay where we put them. And so, what I'm saying today, what, what my prayer, my desire for you today is to unstick it. To realize. These weren't meant. these weren't just nice stories to read, to fill the Sunday school hour, to give tea, Sunday school teachers something to occupy the kids' imaginations with. These were actual, factual happenings recorded for us to say, this is who Jesus is. And the fact that the Jesus we speak of, the Jesus we speak to in prayer, the, the Jesus that we claim to follow and have life in, is the same Jesus that was sleeping on that boat in the midst of a violent storm, to the point where experienced fishermen who've been doing it all their life thought they were going to die. I was sleeping, because he knew who he was. He knew the power that He has. And He lived with the Holy Spirit. All elements we have today. Paul writes, the same Spirit that God used to raise Jesus from the dead dwells inside of us. He also, Paul also writes his letter to the Ephesians. says, Christ has made His dwelling inside our hearts. It's in us. Screaming. Like my kids do when it rains for three or four days straight and they can't go outside. Let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. That is not raining very hard. Can we go outside yet? See, what this world needs is the power of God unleashed in His people. That's what it needs. It's need, it needs to see people who have been made alive by the power, the life, and the light of Jesus Christ. You see, when when these men said a statement like that, Who is this man? What kind of man is this? That even the winds and the sea, even the winds and the waves, obey Him. You know, we, we, we sit here and we think, okay, yeah, that's great, you know, but that's man. They're Christian. Their lives were governed by the winds and the waves. They made their living whether or not the winds were too violent, the waves were too big, or not to fish. Fish, Fishing was how they made their livelihood. It's how they paid the bills. It's how they put food on the table. So for them, the winds and the waves were God in their lives. They dictated what they said, what they did, where they went, how they did things. It was the great influence of their lives, and here they have this man who's sleeping on the boat where they are about to die. He gets up, they wake him up, he wakes up, yells at them, says, Guys, come on. You see me do impossible things, where is your faith? And he says to the winds and the waves, he says, Be still. The word that he uses, that Matthew uses to describe this moment and the way Jesus addresses the wind and the way where says, rebukes him. It was this, it's the same word as Jesus would rebuke a demonic spirit. Jesus picked a fight with the weather because he is Lord over all. Jesus is Lord over time. He is Lord over health. He is Lord over viruses. He is Lord over money. He is Lord over all the different things that bring fear and anxiety into our lives because we have placed them in places where God alone is supposed to be. That's what brings worry and strife and anxiety and nervousness and fear in our lives is because something else is in the place of God in our hearts. And it's different for for everybody. Things that I don't really worry about too much that terrify you. And there's things that you don't worry worry about too much that terrify me. But the fact remains that whatever we allow to govern our lives, to dictate our words, to dictate our emotions, to dictate our actions, our fears, that brings anxiety, Jesus is Lord over all those things. We've got to remember that, or else we will be consumed by the panic and hysteria around us. No matter if it's the coronavirus, no matter if it's the internet goes down, no matter if your, the, the whole cellular network goes down, Jesus is Lord over all of those things. Things are gonna be okay. It doesn't mean we don't we do, we stop washing our hands. It doesn't mean we stop being careful in, in what we do and, and different things like that and paying attention to what's going on around us. No. It's called being war on And having no concern for your neighbor. See, there's two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like to love your neighbor as yourself. Right? But what it does mean that we do not need to be consumed with fear and anxiety because there's no toilet paper. I wasn't pointing fingers. Look in your way. You see, what happens? I mean, imagine if, you, if you're on a boat in the middle of a harbor and you're trying to find your way back into the bay... And also, the lighthouse starts waving back and forth and shaking, and the light goes out and comes back on. How would you feel? We're going to die. That's how we feel, right? But lighthouses don't. They stand there showing the way to safety, showing the way to refuge. Providing strength. You know, I don't know how many of you listen to country music. Um, but there's a song, uh, an incredible song um, called Monsters by Eric Church. And, and if you haven't heard it, or if you don't like country music, I don't care, look it up anyways on YouTube. Incredible message of, uh, through this song. But it, it talks about when you're a little kid, we were, we, we, you're afraid of the dark. I haven't met a kid yet that wasn't afraid of the dark. Oh, Whoa, afraid of the dark. Okay, and you shut the lights off and they freak and they run. Um, usually it's the wall, it's quite entertaining. Um, but the strength and the comfort, the warmth that a light would bring, and that's what this guy sing, sings about in, 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 the, in the song is, is, you know, lights go out and he's in his room, so he'd have his dad's. 357 mag light, the big old honking flashlight, if you don't know what that is, hiding under his pillow just in case he saw a monster if pull pulled out and shot in the light because they would, it would destroy the monsters. What it would really do is take away the unknown. You see, I'm convinced that we are not scared of the dark as little kids. We are not scared of the dark. We are scared of what we can't see because it is dark. And that's why light has such an impact for little kids. That's why they want the lights on. That's why they won't go into a room that they, that they sleep in sometimes because they can't reach the light. And so the dad, can you come turn the light on? We turn the light on. They're fine. It's because now they can see. People around us that are still seeking, that are, that are sojourners in this life, seeking for hope and life and light and meaning and peace and love, they're wandering around in the dark. They're freaking out a little bit, or a lot of bit. They're asking for help, somebody turn on the light. It's time we turn our lights on to let others see, to be that warmth, to be that light and that symbol of hope in the midst of this chaos. There's ways that that can happen. It doesn't mean we stand on the rooftops saying, there is a God and He loves you. But if the Spirit needs you to do that, do it by all means. But I think what Jesus is more along the lines is if you grab the last package of toilet paper the last package of steak or whatever it is and somebody comes looking, give it to them. You will blow their mind. You're saying, you know what? My trust isn't in Sharp. It's in Jesus Christ. Simple things like that that we can show that can mean the difference that shows that to those around us that even the wind and the waves obey my King. Do you see what this world is experiencing? Is life without Jesus? That's what this all boils down to. They don't have hope. They don't have life. They don't have. They, you know, for some people, they believe that this is it. This is the only life we have. So if, that's the only, if this is the only life I have, and the deadly virus like coronavirus starts whipping through, they're going to freak out because this is it. This is the end. But we know as believers, this is not the end. And in doing so, we bring the kingdom of God to this earth, Which is why we are still here. John 17, Jesus' prayer to His Father. Father, my prayer is not that you take them out of this world, but you keep them from the evil one. There's a reason we're still around. There's a reason that you are living where you are living. There's a reason that you have friends that you have that are you were friends with. There is a reason. Because God wants you, through your life, and the light shining through you, to bring, to usher in His kingdom, now. To this place, to this earth, to welcome others into His kingdom, into His family. That's what they need. people have come alive because they have experienced and encountered Jesus Christ the living God the rightful king When's the last time that your reaction was similar to Matthew 8:27 the men were amazed the last time you were blown away by God? Was it something big extravagant, or something small? It could have gone by unnoticed. Because you see, that's what's going to make the difference. When we start living from the heart that He has placed within us, as He writes in Ezekiel 36, the heart of flesh He places within us to live from that heart to live with the reality of the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us that defies all the laws of nature all the laws of physics you see with the Holy Spirit things that are dead don't stay dead Jesus didn't stay dead You see, when the earthquake happened during the crucifixion, Jesus said, it is finished, and died on the cross. The earthquake came. Tombs were shaken open. Other people were brought back to life. That's what the Bible says. The righteous, those who believed." Those of the faith were brought to life. And when Jesus rose from the dead three days later and came out of his tomb, they came out of theirs. Imagine that. Imagine how wild that would be. Think about it. Sitting down to dinner. And grandpappy sitting at the table again. Man, as a kid, that would blow your mind. Like, wait. I see dead people. So, I mean, that's that's what would take place. If that was the kingdom of God being ushered into this earth, it's his plan. See, the kingdom of God doesn't start when we die and meet Jesus face to face, it doesn't start there, it starts now. Advanced by those whose hearts have been, been made alive. By the King who even the winds and the wave obey him. It's the God we serve. It's the God we follow. That's the one we claim to have life in. This morning in Sunday school with the teens, we went through 1 John 2 6. If we claim to live in him. We must walk as Jesus did. Some pretty heavy words. Especially in moments like this. But you know what? We were made for moments like this. That's why we're here. To be encouraged. The king we follow. The king we claim to have life in. And through. Is alive. He's still on his throne. He's still good. He is still God. Father. Uh, am yeah. As we close, Lord, I, I ask for your blessing upon all who are here. Lord, we pray for those who are not here yet, that you would, Lord, watch over them. To let them know that they are not alone in spirit. And Father, we pray again for our community. We pray again for this state of New York. We pray again for this nation of the United States. Lord, we pray for the world. We pray against this coronavirus. In your name, Jesus. This virus that stands against everything you are for. Trying to bring death upon this world. But you are the author and sustainer of life. So Father, that we place our trust in you. That you are still God on your throne. That you are still good. and that your love continues to pursue us. And may we be used as a light on a hill, a lighthouse in the midst of a storm on the waves, so that others may discover that you are real and that they are loved. Jesus, we ask these things in your Son's name. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to join in on our journey through the Bible this next year, we have a few resources we highly recommend. One is reading through a one-year Bible, following the one-year Bible plan, or joining in on audio through dailyaudiobible.com. As always, you can check out what's going on here at Mitchell Hollow Mission Church by going online to mitchellhollow.org or looking us up on Facebook.